Previously, an unnecessary side project. Matt professed his love for a middle-aged man who wears sunglasses inside. And Joe explained what an acronym is. Hello, everybody. It's Unnecessary Side Project, Episode 2. I'm former President Dwight D. Eisenhower. And I'm LeVar Burton. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us for Week 2. We're very happy to be here. How are you, Matthew? I'm fantastic. Joe, how are you? I'm doing very well. Do you feel bigger? Do I taller? Feel bigger? Taller? Yeah. The, I feel like, you know, doing this... Uh, has has made me a bigger person. I'm 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 uh, I'm seeing the world in a different way. Yeah, I definitely um, getting some creative juices flowing. I think having something in the back of your mind to think about, even if it's, if it's something totally fruitless, like this podcast will surely be. Still, it's helpful. It adds some for sure. To your life. Yeah, 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 I have a whole new thing to think about when I'm in the shower now, yeah. uh, <laughs> rather than my crippling so, uh, self hatred. So you <laughs> you think about. Uh, us sitting here in the shower, that's, that's kind of yes, terrifying. staring at each other yep. and speaking directly well, at each other. Well, this will be the final podcast again. All right, yep. Well, I mean, it's been fun. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, we brainstormed some ideas last episode. Yes. In terms of things we thought we might do. Um, but before we begin on some of the ideas we worked on, you, earlier this week, you volunteered as yes. part of our, your job, and uh, you had some remarkable occurrences happened, and you, we, as we suggested last week... We saved it for the podcast, so I have no idea what you're going to tell me, but there's a story you need to tell me. Yes, there is a story. So uh, as part of our job, we volunteered for a rather large-scale event that was going on, um, and we were outside, we were helping direct people this way and that. Um, originally, we thought we would be together. We'd be doing uh, AV stuff together, walking around, making sure projectors were working or computer screens were turning on fine. Um, but we ended up wayfinding, which was fine. It was a beautiful day outside. But we got separated, so you and I were not together, which was, was very sad for both of us, I'm sure. But while I was standing there, sort of out of the side of my eye, I saw a large white cube truck pull up and, and park right by the sidewalk that I was standing at. And I didn't think much of it at first. It was, it was uh, you know, just a, a common thing, whatever, a truck just parked. And, you know, I'm helping people, and then I look over, and the back of the truck is open now, and there's a guy in the back, and he's working on... Uh, the stuff he has in the back, moving things around. And uh, I see a box with a big Jack Link psych, uh, symbol on it. And I think, oh, he's got some jerky in there. And then I look to the left, and there's another Jack Link's logo. And up and down, this entire truck, I swear to God, from floor to ceiling was filled with beef jerky. Mm-hmm. It was like looking into the gates of heaven. <laughs> it was, I have never been so in awe in my life. It, I... Because you always joke when you see you know a truck on the si- on the highway that you know it's a it's got a big apple on the side. It's like oh, does that truck have apples in it? Mm-hmm. So that's a question. It leads me to a, a question then. Um, so you drive down the highway and you see like the beer store truck, yes. or you see Jack Link's truck. What are your top three trucks that you'd love to just roll over in front of you? And you could just load your trunk filled with the products that truck carries. Oh, my goodness. Uh, short of money, because money's the obvious one. So <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah. Like a, Any, Brinks truck. a Brinks truck would be wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah, probably a beer truck would be nice. Uh, but, I mean, 
beer doesn't keep particularly yeah. long. So, I mean, if you fill your house with beer, it's going to get skunky. Yeah. So, you probably want jerk. I mean, jerky's perfect. That stuff yeah. keeps forever. Mm. The guy. <laughs> Twinkies, that'll last forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something in the event of a, a nuclear holocaust yeah. is going to keep us alive and well. Um, yeah, so that's so a very jer- good question. Jerky be one. I'd, you'd want to do jerky because jerky's expensive too. So you want something yes. that you don't like. So I guess there's obviously the obvious ones like a truck full of diamonds or something dumb. But right. I'll have to say products. Beer's up there. Maybe like a like more of a just distilled liquor would be up there. That's expensive. So like yeah. a vodka truck, if those even exist, <laughs> just rolls over. A truck of potatoes, truck so of that you potatoes, can make your yeah. own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's boy. Yeah. Got, I got the gears turning in my head right now. Yeah, so I think, for me, a distilled alcohol truck, probably. Um, probably electronics of some kind. Yeah. Like, if a truck filled with Samsung televisions rolled over, right. it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Doritos? Doritos, yeah. 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 Anything in a bag? Yeah, that would keep it that safe. That would keep well. It doesn't crush. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought there'd be more ideas here, but... Wow, whatever. yeah, we really <laughs> exhausted that real quick. That's all right. That's all right. So what happened with this jerky? Uh, well, so, uh, I... I took the plunge, and I decided to make conversation. That's some nest tea. <laughs> yes, exactly. I took a nest tea. I fell backwards. I broke my back. Um, no, but I thought, okay, well, there's a man in this truck. It's filled with jerky. Let's see if I can work some magic here. Let's see if I can get my hands on some of his plentiful product. And uh, long story short, I got some jerky out of the deal. Sweet. It was from a box that he kept at the back of the truck. Uh, that was filled with, I later found out, recently expired jerky. Okay. But he assured me they have to put a date on this, which put my mind at ease completely. I was, okay, yeah, I'll eat. It only expired five days ago, and it's jerky. Yeah, that stuff would fine. probably be fine a decade from now. Do you think expiry dates are actually dates when things go bad or dates when that company was, is liable for its freshness, and then after that, you're on your own, so you can't sue them for it going bad? I think it's the latter, for yeah. sure. I mean, it, it's you... I, I think it's partially we want you to throw this out so you buy more. Oh, yeah, that's a good and point, And partially we know that past this point, you know, there's a lot of variability. So, like, this is the earliest possible situation where it could go bad. Yeah, So yeah. we don't want to be held responsible. Because um, I don't think there's actual legislation saying what constitutes a best buy date. Yeah. So or I wonder if they arbitrarily make them shorter just so to buy more. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's a big monopoly. It's Conspiracy Theory Podcast, I guess. Yeah, it's Monsanto. <laughs> Beef jerky conspiracy. Yeah, for sure. It's the Illuminati controlling yeah. it with the Masons. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the... I was just... I was I was overjoyed to yeah. have wow. experienced that truck. It was just... You, you don't... You don't wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to be handed a free sample of beef jerky out of the back of a truck every day. That's actually what I think about in the shower in the morning. That's what you think about? <laughs> just, just, just trucks pulling up beside you yep. and handing you beef jerky. We also uh, received some uh, feedback from our uh, preliminary podcast that we sent to our fan base of one, um, yes. one of our coworkers, and she gave us instructions about how to laugh differently, and I, yes. now I've laughed differently every single time trying Have to figure you? out what she means. It's really uncomfortable. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. but uh, we're, we're supposed to laugh from our gut. Rather than from our throat. Like a Santa laugh. Um, yes, we need to be jollier, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But I I have not been heeding that advice because no. I don't I don't know I, they, they say that about you know, if you wanna if you wanna try and fake an accent or something, it's like, Oh, you gotta you gotta speak from your abdomen or you gotta speak yeah. you gotta speak from the top of your mouth. I don't know what that means. I, the voice comes out of my mouth. What is 
Mm-hmm. How do you? I, people must have better control over their face than I do. Yeah, people, people with talent or yeah, uh, who have done things with their lives. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there's like voice projection things we can yeah. probably learn if we want to be professional, but that's fine. Um, so one of the things we discussed in the, in our preliminary podcast um, was to talk about maybe go and ask Reddit and see some of the uh, po- popular questions for the week and then ask each other those questions without really doing any research. So, and uh, not scanning the top comments right. and just trying to get the funniest answer that we milk it for our own karma. So mm-hmm. I printed off a couple here that we could bring up and then uh, see how that goes. So the first one I got was, um, what's your lamest accomplishment, but you're actually really proud of it? And this was submitted by someone named Passion for Acceleration. So... Passion for Acceleration, if you're listening to this, thank you for uh, adding content to our Yes, podcast. thank you very much. So the question, again, is uh, what's your lamest accomplishment that you're proud of? Do you have a lame accomplishment that you're proud of? Lame accomplishment that I'm proud of? Well, my wife had... A your co- wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Katie. Yeah, sorry, Kate. Um, she had... Well, we both had, at the same time, uh, a Chevy Cavalier, which was the bottom-of-the-line vehicle from the GM brand of cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was essentially the student car for two decades, probably. So we both had uh, these Cavaliers, and they were prone to rusting quite badly. And uh, the strap that held her her uh, her muffler on broke. And she always used to use a coat hanger to put it back on. Right? Because, you know, when you're a student, you don't have money to, to fix yeah. anything. So... She had been using a coat hanger to reattach the muffler, and the coat hanger would never really stay uh, connected properly, or like it would break off in a couple of days. So it was a really short-term solution, so she was constantly doing this. So I went to Canadian Tire, I bought you know a little strip of galvanized steel strapping, and just wrapped it around the muffler, connected it to a you know a. a this is car talk. A beam. A running. beam? Yeah, there's beams under cars, I think. <laughs> a beam underneath the car. Uh, reattached it and just put a, a little screw and a bolt through it. Lit, like, the easiest possible job. And I'm sure any mechanic in the world would cringe at the fact that I was doing this. But it kept the muffler on for several months until that finally, you know, rusted and broke off. But I was... I felt I felt like a man that day. Yep. I I fixed a car. Just, it's rare for you, so I can understand why that would be a big achievement. Yes, I I am not I'm not a, a fairly manly man. I'm uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of what I would consider an accomplishment right. that I've ever done. Uh, that uh, it's not that's really lame. I think it would probably be things sort of probably similar to this podcast in the sense that I seek attention at every turn. Right. So anytime I get into the newspaper for anything, <laughs> uh, I'm really really proud of it. Mm-hmm. So I think probably the lamest version of that was when I was in the newspaper for a Movember campaign. Mm-hmm. I still, sadly, had this on my fridge until about a couple weeks ago when I took it off because I'm selling my house, and my girlfriend decided that that's not going to be a selling feature is me with a mustache on yeah. my fridge. you looked In a yellow newspaper from many years ago. So that's probably the lamest accomplishment, I think, was getting in a local tiny newspaper because I had a mustache. Right. Um, yeah, so there you go. So that's, I think, the weirdest ones I could think of. Oh, another, another one. Uh, this happened just recently. Um, I was downstairs and my wife was upstairs and I farted so loud that she could hear it. Yep. Uh, and then she proceeded to laugh so hard that we were worried she would wake up the baby. Because this was after the baby had gone to sleep. Um, well, that sounds like a challenge. You need to wake the baby up with your farts. That seems Oh, I've like, done it. Oh. Don't get... Yeah, I've done it. It's uh, it's nothing to... You know, you 
you want to feel proud about it, because, yeah, it was a super loud one, but then you have to deal with a screaming baby, yep. which uh, is uh, no no joy so there. You, so you mentioned uh, the muffler repairs, and I want to ask you, because you work with computers a lot, yes. and uh, when I used to work in an auto shop in school, the mechanic there, our teacher, had a theory that when you have an old car, which I'm sure is the same with an old computer, so yep. this is the question I'm leading up to, is you have an old car and it runs, the second you you manipulate that car in any way, you change one spark plug or something like that, the whole uh, balance that's established in this vehicle falls apart and, yes. and everything dies. Is that the same with computers, do you think? As soon as you... Oh, 100%. It's like, uh, it's like on The Simpsons when they're talking about Mr. Burns, and he has so many different viruses that none of them can make it through <laughs> yeah. the door. Yeah. Uh, but, it's you know, even a light breeze could, could set it off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it, I don't work with a lot of hardware, so, but I, I, I get what you mean. Like, you yeah. know, you know, you, you think, oh, I'll just update this driver and then it just th- destroys everything. But, uh, in terms of coding and stuff, you know, you'll find a problem and you'll think, okay, all I need to do is fix this one problem. But then fixing that one problem always seems to lead to some new set of problems that you could not have anticipated. So, you know, the, the programmer joke is, you know, you know, uh, it's like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. It's 99 bugs to fix. Uh, take one down, and then you've got 102 bugs to fix. Oh. Because it's like, even though you got rid of the one, yeah. now you have a whole bunch more. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, you never really know what you're getting into until you try and fix something, and then it always seems to break something else. Something else, I think, uh, I've heard a rumor about this, and I'm not sure if it's, it's probably those urban legends you see on the internet, but that when you update your operating system for your phone... Mm-hmm. They're designed to make your phone buggier and slower so that you go buy a new phone. So I don't know if that's the case, but I, I always get skeptical when my yeah, phone buzzes and I, tells me I need a new version. I'm not a big fan of doing Yeah, that. I don't know if that's the case, but every time you're doing an update, you're getting new functionality, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, the hardware is not changing. So you're, you're, not, you're not getting more memory. You're not getting bigger disk space. So yeah. everything new you're putting on there is just bogging down the machine. So it's just, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, if you if you did a clean wipe and installed the newest I love, version of I love the, clean wipes you, yeah i mean that's that's the dream just, really yeah. <laughs> just one dry clean wipe and you're yep. done yeah just uh it's shed a single tear and flush the toilet yep. and then you're out of there <laughs> all right so the next question we got off ask reddit uh, was from the user k seth so thanks k seth whoever you are thank you um it's what's the weirdest social norm that nobody seems to question I have one for this. Oh, I can go first yeah, if you like. I think that clapping is the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, We've spe- talked about yeah. this. Yeah. So in, in uh, performance, I guess it's one way to make a lot of noise, to cheer for someone. You, just, right. you literally slam your limbs together as yeah. a way of showing how happy you are. But I think it's especially weird when you're at a movie theater and people do it. I don't understand why that's a thing. No one is going to hear you. Yeah. They are... None of those people are within thousands of kilometers of that movie theater. Yeah, this is true. Well, I mean, it might be a, a, a secret that the, yeah, the star true. is watching. Incognito. Yeah, but, yeah, no, you're correct, completely. People who clap on flights, wait, why? Why yeah. are you doing this? You're already on the I ground. I do that. I do that oh, I just, I'm on. happy I'm not what? dead. Oh, yeah, I guess, but, man, it's just, yeah. it's strange to me. Yeah. I don't like that. I like, to, um, I like to imagine in theaters they're clapping for the projectionist. It's, it's <laughs> just a good job. That... It, the focus maintained the whole time. Yep. There, I, there were no uh, burrs or anything on the screen. It was you didn't beautiful. Splice any single frames? I can fight club into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the, speaking of clapping, there was. I was at a hockey game 
uh, a little while ago, and it was a Buffalo Sabres game, and they were playing the Winnipeg Jets, which is my team. Um, the Jets are my team. Uh, and there was myself in a Winnipeg Jets jersey and one other fan in the whole upper bowl. Everyone else was a Buffalo Sabres fan. So we were in the minority. I was trying to keep quiet because Buffalo fans can get really rowdy. <coughs> Excuse me. Can get really rowdy. They don't particularly like outsiders. Uh, you're a Miami Dolphins fan. You've been to num- a number of Buffalo Bills games. Yeah, and you the, know that. The, I was terrified for my life. <laughs> so I was trying to keep quiet. I had my jacket on over top of my Jets jersey. Um, but this guy was 100% going to let everybody in the whole place know that he was a Winnipeg Jets fan. And he had... Did you ever watch Corner Gas? Uh, no, I know the show, but I didn't watch uh, it. There was an episode where uh, the dad, uh, whose name has completely slipped my mind at the moment, but he... Brent Butt is the guy's name, right? Or the, guy, the old guy. Brent Butt's dad, yes. Oh, yeah. But he he, said, he makes a joke about having a set of clapping gloves, because when he wears the gloves, when he claps, it's way louder than oh, okay. normal. This guy had a pair of clapping gloves. <laughs> it was... He, he was clapping... Not quickly. It was a slow, deliberate, just constant clap the whole that game? was deafening. Oh, it was weird. so, and just he he wasn't he, it wasn't even like a joyful chant. It was as if he it was his job to come here He's slowly and driving just everyone keep, to madness. Just go Jets. Just the whole game, and people were. Past a certain point, people just had enough with this guy and were just, like, screaming at him to stop. And nothing could stop this man. Just nonstop throughout the whole game. Just a slow clap and win a pay. <laughs> Is that... I wonder if that's even fun for him. Like, I feel like he's just, just his yeah. job. Yeah, he, he punched in at the yeah. at the front desk and then went and sat in his seat. I was at an Argos game once. This is a bunch of years ago, so before Winnipeg got their hockey team back. Right. And we were playing the Blue Bombers, and uh, the guys in the front row of the section I was sitting in were all Winnipeg Jets fans. And Winnipeg was just running, just destroying the Argos. So (laughs) they were turning around. One guy was dressed like Elvis, so it's like one of those crazy uh, groups of people, which is good. That's what fans are supposed to do. But people around us were obviously, like, didn't have anything to say back to them because the Argos weren't, like just getting destroyed. Right. So then someone decides to, to start chirping them for not having the Jets anymore, and then the entire crowd start, starts cheering, saying, go Leafs, go. <laughs> Everyone's sitting there saying, we're literally chanting for a different sport right now, yeah. just to spite these four guys, because both that hockey team and our football team are so bad, but at least we, it exists, so yes. it's better than that team. <laughs> and now we don't even have that anymore. Now Winnipeg exists, so we're nope. nothing to chant. That's true. That was... Uh... <clears throat> There was a, an article, there's a, a set of articles on Deadspin, uh, which is a sports website called Your Team Sucks, uh, and then they talk about every NFL team is profiled, well, every league, but the NFL teams are profiled, and then people are saying, you know, why the team sucks, and then fans get to chime in about why they think the team sucks, and the Buffalo Bills won was 90% of our fans are people from Southern Ontario, and they come to the Bills games and chant CFL chants. It's like, you are at an NFL game, and you would rather chant Oski Wee Wee, Oski Wah Wah, than chant for the Buffalo Bills. And that's, yeah, it's true. I remember going to going to a Bills game, and I was mesmerized by the tailgating. We don't have anything like that in no. Toronto. 
and I was so disappointed because it didn't exist here. But then I went to a Tire Cats game, and they actually do that in Hamilton. Like they legitimately do all that crazy. Seriously? Yeah, it's not necessarily as organized the way it is in Buffalo, where it's a huge parking lot. But right. people rent like full-on school buses, and you'll see them driving down the highway to Toronto if they're playing Toronto. Really? Like, they're much more into it than I realized. Um, yeah, because so. the only Tie Cats game I went to was with you, and it was a, like a monsoon. Yeah, we were wearing these ponchos. That did nothing. Yeah. We were just soaked to the bone by the end of that game. My friend went to another game, the guy we went with, who I'll yes. remain nameless, because yeah. I'm going to tell a story about him breaking the law, and uh, <laughs> he was there, and they said at the end of the final game, it's Iverwin, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Final game in Iverwin, they were all kind of staring at each other, and everyone was trying, they were, there was cops everywhere because they expected vandalism, and then him and his buddies, they said one guy just turned around and started ripping out one of the seats. <laughs> And the cops kind of looked at him and didn't do anything. So then they said, well, I guess we're all doing this now. So now they all have seats for Iverwind Stadium. Oh, nice. Which is just a piece of metal with a number Oh, yeah. Oh, but that, that was the least comfortable I've ever yeah, been. Yeah. I mean, I went to uh, a couple game. well, I went to one game at the Buffalo Auditorium where the Sabres used to play. And those were all, from what I remember, bench seats and just so uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I can't remember now if the... Yeah, that's the only place I've been to that has a bench. That and, and uh, the um, uh, Ralph, Ralph Wilson Stadium has yeah. benches too. But. All right, so do you have a social norm that you think is weird? That's that one question. So, well, I mean, I, I come from an Eastern European background, as do you. Mm-hmm. And from a North American standpoint, the abundance of kissing is That is weird strange. too, yeah. I mean... I grew up with it with my family because, yeah. you know, you, you... Do you guys do, like, three kisses or do you do just one? Just two. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, we'll just... Th- we do three. It's weird. Three. One, two, three. Yeah, One three. on the lips. <laughs> Spin you around one yeah, on the butt. I'm trying to think now. If my family's listening to this, I'm really sorry. I'm going to be really awkward next time I see you because I'm not going to remember how to kiss you or not. Yeah. But it's... it's. <laughs> I, re- I remember vividly uh, because I grew up in an area that was predominantly Italian, which they also have that whole kissing thing. Um, so, you know, I sort of grew up with it. And this one time I was over at my friend's house and their parents were upstairs and they had friends come over and I had, I had met their friends before they were parents of other kids who were in the school. And when they came in the door, like, Oh, Joe, hi, how are you? Like, Oh, I'm doing great. And I went up and I gave the woman like the cheek kisses but I was, like, 13, and it was, you could, like, after, as soon as I went in for the first one, I could tell that there was huge resistance. Like, <laughs> I do not want this to happen. But it was, like, it was way too late to bail. Like, my head was going yeah. to her cheek, so I just, I got it over with and just got out of there. But, like, it, I find it weird that men shake hands regardless of the ceremony or situation. Right. But for some reason, it's socially acceptable that someone you might interact with on a daily basis... If it's like a formal setting, you'll suddenly kiss them on the cheek if they're a woman. Right. I feel like that's unfair for women a lot. They got a lot of weird people kissing yeah. them for no Some reason. Some people go straight for the mouth. <laughs> I, that has happened to my mother a couple times where certain individuals will try and like give her a kiss on the mouth. I'm assuming in a completely, you know, friendship uh, greeting kind of way, but... No, yeah, get out I don't of know there! What, I've what never you, heard of that. No, <laughs> I think someone just has the odds for your mom. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I mean, Joe's mom. Good genes. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, yeah, the, kissing kissing on the cheeks as a welcome is strange. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I'm, 
Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, that's sorry. Fine. All right, so we have a couple more uh, from Ask Reddit. Um, so one of them here, I, I told you when we we're going to do, but this is a different one. Uh, okay. What is something other than toilet paper that you're always happy to see in someone else's bathroom? <laughs> oh, boy. This is provided by <laughs> Josh U-R-A-L... I Z E Josh, you realize whatever his name. Anyway, good for you, Josh. Okay, thanks, Josh. You did it, Josh. Yeah, uh, you just realized it. Um, yeah. A towel I can use. Yeah, I hate. What is up with that? What it's uh, decorative towels cannot even if there is a towel and it's decorative and they encourage you to use it. There's got to be different gradings of towels because. They it, the fancier the towel, the less liquid it will take. So you're essentially just, you know, taking your hands and rubbing it on a sheet of paper. Like nothing is being absorbed. All the water is still on your hands. I always think people judge me too. They go to the bathroom after me and they see the decorative one's been disturbed, and they're like, "This idiot, yeah, doesn't even know that this towel with the monogrammed initial on it is not the one you're supposed to use. You're supposed yes. to use this other one." I don't know. I just shake my hands at the sink and then just pray for the best. But my my thing that I'm always happy to see is a plunger. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll tell you a story. I won't get too... I'll get pretty graphic, actually. Yeah, All right, but whatever. I was in a hotel in Kingston just a few weeks ago. I don't know if I told you the story. I don't think you <laughs> no, did. No, I didn't. So, uh, the to- the, as a $100 hotel in Kingston, so you can imagine how beautiful that place mm-hmm. was. And uh, Jamaica? To- toilet floods, yeah. Uh, to- uh, <laughs> Ontario. Uh, toilet floods. Um, and it, you know when the toilet runs right to the, like, right to the brim, and you're like, if it just had a bit more pressure, right. maybe you, it'll go. Yeah, like, so, if, if the water level raised enough, it might be yeah, enough to so break the dam. of course dam. I tried that. Right. Doesn't work. That's, that moment of panic. <laughs> yeah, so I had to, I think, I opened up the lid and managed to stop it from filling up too much, but water everywhere, out of the bowl, all over the floor <laughs> oh, no. of this hotel, and there's no plunger. So I'm staying there. I have to go to work, um, and I have, like, maybe half an hour to get to where I'm going. I have no plunger. I don't want to call the front desk because this is there's, like, a sea of toilet water all over right. the So oh, my boy. solution is to get a bag from the garbage and put it on my hand, like, doctor style, <laughs> oh, no. and then use my fist as a plunger <laughs> and plunge the toilet out myself. Oh. And eventually it worked. Hey. But then I had all the water to deal with, right. so I used all the hotel towels oh, to no. soak up the water, and then oh. piled them in the bathtub, and then showered and washed my hands very thoroughly, and then went to work. So you can never go to that hotel yeah, again. Yeah, nope. And there's, a, there's a security cam picture of you coming into yeah. the hotel and they say, don't let this man near a bathroom. I could just imagine the person that came to that room that day, walking in, going about their shift, you know, cleaning up the empties or, or pizza boxes in other rooms, walking right. in, seeing that mound of poo towels, <laughs> oh, no. and just saying to themselves, I seriously need to reconsider Yeah, I quit. I, I That's quit. it. That's it. It's over. Oh, man. Yeah. It's... So a plunger's always a nice thing to have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, while we're on the, the fecal uh, discussion, when I... I one of my first jobs was working as a dishwasher at uh, a restaurant. And you are literally bottom of the barrel when you're a dishwasher. There's no mm. one lower in the entire restaurant than you. Busboys can push you around. And they bring dirty dishes to you. Yeah. But they're just one step higher than you. And I was... This was my first job. So I was 15, maybe 16. And... Uh, the 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 manager came into the back and said uh, we've had we have a problem in the bathroom someone needs to go clean it up <laughs> and I had to like 
you know, you can't say no in that situation. So I ended up having to clean up this disgusting bathroom. And it, it just... The, the, I think people who have not worked a crappy job like that... Uh-huh. Exa- exactly. <laughs> don't understand why you would want to better yourself so that yeah. you don't end up in those positions. Yeah, not, I, not to say that those positions have you know any lower regard in society or anything, but as you, you, you kind of have to know what you want to do and what you don't want to do and what you want to put up with and what you don't want to put up with. And that experience and then the maggots in the dumpster yeah. shortly thereafter pretty much set me off working in the food industry for the rest of my life. Yeah, when I worked retail, we... Um I was the only guy that worked there, which is fine. So you get so maybe I'm the guy who carries up things in people's car. That's right. fine. That those kind of stereotypes you expect. But the mall I worked in, the main sewer backed up, Ugh. so all the storage rooms, which were in the basement below each store, right. were flooded. There's so, a basement in malls. Uh, well, the one I worked in, yeah. So there wasn't like a okay. back room; it was like a basement. So um, our store was weird. It had an entrance from both sides, so it didn't have a back room. Okay, um, but uh, it was a basement anyway, and. Um, which is terrible for inventory, you know, all kinds of health and safety, but <laughs> everything backed up. So my job was to go down there, lift our stock off the floor. If something wasn't damaged by this nasty sewage water, like put it up on a shelf or put it on a skid or something, but then clear everything else out. And that's, again, one of those moments where you're like, you know what, I think I need to reevaluate what I'm getting paid right. $8 an hour to do. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it's... Retail retail jobs, food industry jobs, they, they, they just eat at you. Yeah, I think... Well, any job, really. I mean, it's just a different set of things that drive you crazy. Yeah, I wonder if that's just that's just life. You know what I, mean? I think cause even people who are retired or people who win the lottery get eaten away by stuff, too. They just need yeah, to find what brings true. them... They need to find their own podcast, their own outlet. Exactly. Their own, let's say, unnecessary side project. Oh, that, my goodness. Oh, full circle. <laughs> wow, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, uh, to sort of give them a little bit of joy in their lives. Because, yeah, what's, what's ironic, though, is that as much as I didn't like that retail job I had... It was some of the most fun I've ever had as well. Like, the people I worked with were hilarious. Oh, for sure. Joked around all the time. So I think there's got to be some kind of camaraderie that goes along with just being in the trenches. Yeah, the good the good always comes with the bad in those types of situations. I worked at a grocery store for several years, um, and it was mind-numbing, and I hated half my time there dealing dealing with upset people coming through the registers and just, you know, the the... Just dealing with grumpy people all day, yeah. it just eats at your soul. But, you know, when it was slow or when you had time to sort of, you know, talk to your coworkers who all who were all going through the same thing. Uh, I remember one time uh, I was working the, the U-Scan machines, which is sort of the self-checkout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had, in the middle of the area there, they had a whole display of 12 packs of pop. So the the long boxes filled yeah. with pop, little suitcases. Yeah. Exactly. So I took it upon myself to move them all into a throne, so I could sit yeah. and look over my domain in the U scan. I'd made myself a little tiny crown, yeah. and uh, it was a slow day. But you know that's something that stuck with me. Is you know how was I not fired for such stupidity? Yeah. But it was you know that's that's something I really enjoyed. It was uh, it stuck with me. Yeah, I know when I worked. I mean, even to, I used to do, do construction a bit, and I remember there's days where we go there and I get to drive a machine all day, yeah. which you'd think is fun, and it is fun, but it can be totally mind-numbing. And uh, But there's days where I'd actually have to be on the ground, like digging a ditch, we used to do excavation. And I remember some of the most fun I had was my brother and I 
literally digging a ditch. So about as labor intensive <laughs> as it can be, we would start like literally singing. So everybody else around us just hated our guts because we're laughing for some reason hysterically. But those are some of the fondest memories I have of working anywhere at any time. Right. But it's also pretty much the worst thing you could think of doing. Yeah. Right? So something that someone in a labor camp in a prison. Yeah. Would do. Literally chained together somewhere right. in the south. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, well that brings us to uh, about the 30 minute mark, um, so I believe this flew by. Yeah, it wraps up our podcast two of Unnecessary Side Project. Uh, it's been fantastic as always, Joe. Uh, Thank you for being here with me. Thank it's you always for your... a pleasure. Great, and uh, we'll see you guys next podcast. Alright, bye-bye. Thank you for your patronage. We will see you next week.